Hi, I'm Samanda. And I'm Carmanda. And together, we're... Wisely Stupid. Welcome back to Wisely Stupid, and thank you so much for listening to our podcast. This week, Carmanda and I talk about one of our favorite shows, um, Skins UK, And if you've never heard of the show, it is about a group of teenagers living in a town in England in the early 2000s, and they get up to a whole bunch of shenanigans. Um, If you've never seen it, it was on Netflix for a while, but it actually got taken down two days ago, so sorry about that. We tried to explain the characters and the plot as best as we could during our ethical um, consideration of each character of Skins. I hope you enjoy our episode. Welcome back to Wisely Stupid with Samanda and Carmanda. Today, we're going to be talking about um, one of our new favorite shows, uh, Skins UK. Is there a Skins US? Um, if, uh, people have never... No, actually, I think, honestly, there might be, but it's so bad <laughs> that I don't know okay. and I don't care. <laughs> yeah, so Skins UK is a TV show on Netflix. Um, definitely check it out if you haven't. It's about a bunch of teenagers in England and like their stories from their point of view and um yeah I don't know Carmel have you ever heard of skins before Um, I showed you I I have not sorry I just I searched it up just right now there is a skins America um one season Mm -hmm. back in 2011 (laughs) so I I, I don't think it was a hit um but no yeah the first time i heard of skins was the thing is yeah i think it it works for british people because like contrary to popular opinion british people are not the sophisticated (laughs) like brainy people we think they are they are actually just like party animals so i guess it would make sense in a british context but not everything translates to America, and obviously, skins yeah, is not it. Th- that's funny. Um, to com- to add to that comment, I remember, I distinctly remember that white girl gang that wore all pink and oh yeah, the Chen <laughs> beat up Sid. Yeah, like you give me the cheek. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> even giving the cheek. That's me. so funny. But, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's like um, it's when you're talking back. Basically, like, are you talking back? Are you giving, are you giving me cheek? cheek? <laughs> yeah, I know. They're so funny. Those are called chavs. Um, they're very popular. Um, it's it's like a type of girl in England, you know. And there's like stereotypes about them. But yeah, you should uh, search up chav whenever oh, you. Oh, so that's time. an actual thing. But yeah, no, I. I yeah, no, no, it's an actual thing. Like they have girl gangs, that's kind hilarious. of over there. But um, I know. So so things don't, like, always translate <laughs> properly back in the States. Mostly because we're lame. And also, like, imagine... Okay, so these... So the education system in England is obviously very different mm-hmm. from America. Um, what they do over there is you go through primary school until you're, like, uh, 15. And 16 and 17, you go to college. So instead of doing junior and senior year, mm-hmm. they go to a college. And that's when that's when the show is set. It's um, um, all of these people. In the first season, they were first years in college. And the second season, they're second years in college. And then they go to university, which is college in America. And so, like, this is these are really, like, 16, 17-year-olds that are going through this. But... Obviously, it's fake, but it's also yeah, really sad when yeah, you think about that's, that. Yeah, that was one of the biggest things that I noticed. I was like, oh, it's really weird. It's like they went to community college for a little, you know, found their focus and mm-hmm. whatnot, and then applied to university is how I would think about it if, you know, that happened. Yeah. Here. But if I went to community college at the scene. Yeah. And also, also, their uni is three years instead of four years. So they get, out, they get like, in and out Okay, yeah, quickly. so they finish school at, what, 2021? So that's that's yeah 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 but so um so what we're thinking of doing for this episode is just sort of going through each character um and talking about you know like who they are where they come from and how how they make their decisions basically how 
um, they think about the world and like carve their morality. And if that is, if, if other people would consider their actions as ethical, um, Carmel, this was your idea. So would you like to explain your definition of morality? Yeah. So actually, I think when I told you, um, last time I actually had it the other way around, but I was watching this other Netflix show called The Politician, and <laughs> yeah, I'm, oh, I love uh, that the show. Season, the mom, um, Gwyneth Paltrow, okay, yeah, um, she explains mm-hmm. to She's her so son. I already forget his name. I hated the second season. Hayden, yeah, Hayden. she explains <laughs> to him what the difference between like doing the ethical thing and doing the moral thing, but. I don't remember the quote at the top mm-hmm. of my head. So I did a quick Google search before our episode. And let me just read to everyone what the World Wide Web says. According to this understanding, <laughs> ethics leans towards decisions based upon individual character and the more subjective understanding of right and wrong by individuals. Whereas morals emphasizes the widely shared communal or societal norms about what is right or wrong so Mm -hmm. yeah so I guess morality would be you know what we as a group as a community as a society what we perceive you know right um and wrong so I guess you know like one actually one of the things that we also wanted to discuss was you know, laws, just because something is legal doesn't mean it's mm-hmm. ethical. Yeah. Legality. And um, yeah. and then ethics is more, you know, your, like, your personal moral... <laughs> now I'm jumbling them up. <laughs> your personal compass, compass <laughs> as to, like, you know, what what do you personally think? Your, your, your personal values and what you think is right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so ethics and morality are obviously part of philosophy, like a really big part of philosophy. Um, and one thing that I'm personally interested in, I'm not really interested like in ethics itself. Like, oh, well, I guess like I am like I want to be ethical, but I'm not interested in debating like what is ethical, right. what is not ethical. But I'm kind of interested in learning about why we have ethics and like where does that come from evolutionarily like is it a sort of like a game theory thing where we're like oh if you're being ethical and I'm being ethical then we both win and like all of these things like I'm not really I don't really care about the actual ethics stuff but I'm I'm super interested in learning about why we have morals when do they form because kids are like kids are rude as fuck (laughs) like if you if you if you ever interact with the kid they're just like on a different level but when do they learn to be a normal person or like a moral person and figuring that out is i think it's a really interesting right and um, i think tony is like a really good example of that because he does spoiler alert he Mm -hmm. gets into an accident at the end of the first season and he kind of mm-hmm. has to relearn everything. And when he did, I think he also relearned how to be like a good human being per se, you know? Mm. So Tony is also um really interesting for me. Have you ever heard of a man called Phineas Gage? Uh, no, I have not. Okay, so Phineas Gage, you pretty much learned about him in Psych 101, or maybe Psych 102, I don't know. But, uh, so Phineas Gage was this man back in the 1800s, I'd like to say, and he was a railroad worker, and one day, he was, like, on the job, and all of a sudden, like, a a metal bar went through his head. Like, it literally went through his head, and he survived it. And he literally just lived his life with this um metal bar in his head and like psychologists are super interested in him because like after the metal bar went through his head and like crushed this um this part of his head that controls inhibitions he became a completely different person like his personality changed and for like psychologists it's really interesting to see brain damage and Mm -hmm. personality change because that's really it's 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 a way of understanding how our biology 
influences our personality and those really feel like they're far apart you know we don't really know how our brain interacts with something so esoteric as like Mm -hmm. a personality but so yeah so tony is really interesting because you like he just switches from night and day you know like he used to be you like oftentimes in season one if you see tony like when the scene is starting Mm -hmm. he's reading some book i don't know if you noticed that but he's always like reading a random book like that's relevant to the episode itself and he doesn't do that in season two Um, at all and like you finished the tony episode in season two right um well i I was just reading some like like this reddit post on it um he doesn't read it read it (laughs) he doesn't read it but effie reads it to him to calm him down oh yeah and that was related to his whole episode too yeah did you notice at the end um at the end when he's like Mm -hmm. making out with that girl and she said she says oh you're ready and he Almost looks back don't since look back, she yeah. says, don't look back. That's literally the Orpheus. Yeah, that, that was like the Orpheus. He had to, exactly, wow. I didn't notice that. that, that. He, I, yeah, but instead of like a dead lover, I think, you know, what I meant was that he went back or like he faced death itself to claim back himself or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something like that. Something mm-hmm. nice metaphorical. Mm-hmm. I s- I still don't know if that girl was real or not, but like, luckily I didn't like her. Girl, at all. I'm pretty sure that girl was him. That was his sexual side. Yeah, that was, was so like sleeping inside. He pretty much fucked himself in that episode. Ooh. <laughs> With like the three guys? Like, I don't. Do they just like let him masturbate in his, their room or something? I don't know. Like, that's just I'm not really even weird. sure like what part of the episode was real. Okay, so there's a lot of interpretation on it online, yeah. which is one thing to like about skins because it leaves a lot to like the viewer's interpretation yeah even though it seems like a Mm -hmm. very just basic episode it's not um Mm -hmm. no yeah it's definitely definitely deep deep. but um so the the man in the bus um the scarred man and the professor Mm -hmm. it's like the same actor Mm -hmm. but you know those are yeah those are also i guess like i don't want to say two opposing sides of tony but yeah um I okay so this now that you mention it so the scarred man he was like I wear my scars physically you know and Tony doesn't have those physical scars anymore but he still has like those emotional scars which was like his impotence you know that's one of that's like a symptom of Uh his scars but um the second time watching it honestly when I first watched skins I was still in high school myself so I didn't really understand what was going on but the the teacher like, I felt like that was a vision yeah, of Tony in the future, does, um, you know, if, if he had gone on the same path, that was him. That's literally that what it is, because when he, you know, he was, like, on the brink of, like, beating him up, the teacher, he was like, um, mm-hmm. I'm you, mm-hmm. and, like, he does recognize that, that mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be you when I grow old, like, I don't want to be, like, some divorced mm-hmm. professor who, yeah, who sleeps with, like, men. Okay, our yeah. listeners are probably... Or will be super confused because so we're, we're just telling them things without context. So we'll, we'll let's try our best to like you know be like very general about what these people did. Cheat, okay. abortion. Mm. Okay. Okay. Let's. Okay. So so let's. So what is? What do you think was Tony's least moral oh, okay. thing that he Actually, did in the show? Just to real okay. Before we go into the Tony, I also want to hear your thoughts later after we discuss him. Is you know okay? Because Tony fucked up. You know he fucked up a lot of his relationships, like at the end of season one. But then he got into an accident, and you know Mm -hmm. he sort of got like a restart. But Mm -hmm. you know how do you feel about that? Should we just give people like a a clean slate because something bad happened to them and they probably don't remember what they did mm-hmm. or you know they're like in cap um they're like in some like they have like some disability after like what tony had like in the months following his accident mm-hmm. you know what if it was like a more serious crime what if mm-hmm. what if he raped somebody and then he got hit by the bus and he forgot everything like you know do we forgive yeah. him like how do we feel about that but that's later let's let's discuss the email that Tony did okay we could let's 
I like that idea. Okay. okay. I like that. But yes, so what what do you think is the, the least moral thing he did? I think the least moral thing that Tony did was what he did to, uh, I forget his face. I think it's Josh. Um, yeah. Josh? Abby, oh, yes, Michelle's yes. Boyfriend. Oh, no, he, yeah. yeah, kind of. Michelle's okay. boyfriend, yeah. Abigail's yeah. brother. So to our listeners, yeah. what Tony did was that. For context, context, so his girlfriend on the show, Michelle, broke up with him because he was such an asshole. And Michelle started dating. He -hmm. kept cheating on her. Michelle started dating this other guy, Josh, who incidentally is also the brother of one of the girls that Tony was cheating with, Abigail. And so what Tony did was that he tricked Abigail into posting in these, like, semi-nude photos. And then he downloads them into Josh's phone, Abigail's brother, and sends that to all of Josh's contacts. And so Michelle, receiving those images of Abigail, thinks like, oh, ew, what a perv, Josh. You do this with your own sister? Like, that was pretty sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I definitely have to agree that was his lowest moment. But honestly, I feel like... uh, Tony, from the start, was just on his way down. Like, he just... I think, for for me, it's not, like, the big thing that he does that makes him so bad. But, like, every day he whittles at his relationships, you know? Like, every day he does something to push the people he technically loves away and, like, pushes them from him by, like... tell Like, the first episode by telling him, Oh, Sydney. Uh, Sydney is... Tony's best friend, by the way, he said, oh, Sydney, my girlfriend is going to have sex with you so you can lose your virginity. And like, just like the whole, like the way he Mm -hmm. fucks with people's heads. I feel like that is definitely not, uh, season one Tony is not a person that I would want in my life ever. Like he's just definition of a toxic person and a toxic relationship. Actually, okay, come to think about it. um, What he did to Josh was fuck, but it it was like, you know, there was a lot of motivation on his part because he wanted to win Michelle back, even if that meant hurting Michelle briefly. But yeah. then again, the person that he hurt the most yeah. was Josh and Abigail. But Effie. Oh, and Effie, yeah. But he hurt when Effie he was the doing most. It, you know, he didn't really have, like, loyalties to Josh or whatever. And I don't... That doesn't make it necessarily mm-hmm. worse. I mean, like, better. But just personally, I think... It could be, I think it could be comparably just as bad as when he told Sid to go after Michelle after he broke up with her and then changed mm-hmm. his mind and was mm-hmm. like, I was just kidding. His mind. It was just a lot. Yeah. yeah, I know. And that goes, okay, so that goes into, uh, that goes into our uh, topic for ethics versus morality. Because according to Tony, like, that's perfectly fine. And like uh, we're judging him from the outside we're telling him oh like you can't do that the josh thing like you can't do that but he's like oh that was a means to an end to win michelle back and um another thing that i want to talk about like um um, uh, hit tony's about tony's ethics is tony is really into change like he he is just bored with life before his accident you know like he's a slightly smart like he's smart he's handsome like he can pretty much get whatever he wants Mm -hmm. so he's he's bored and he 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 wants he changes stuff up by fucking with people and by being like oh i'm gonna make out with this random girl on stage even though i'm dating my girlfriend and i invited her to the choir show um and like so when he was explaining to sid why he did that he's like oh, everything changes and, like, things change and, um, like, it's it's really a process. Mm-hmm. So that, he was literally describing process philosophy, which I kind of want to plug our next episode, which is going to be about process philosophy. But Tony is a really big believer in, like, he's just, like, why are people mad that things are changing? Like, I like change and I will do these actions no matter how immoral they may be because my ethics is all about creating change and following whatever desire or whim I have in this moment right now. Like, he's not very good at long-term planning and, like, seeing himself down the road with right, anyone. Right, right. And um, also, like, in the subject of ethics versus, like, 
morality like again like i feel like morally like what we would perceive like as a society was is that what he did to josh would be more fucked up than what he did to sid but i think my personal ethics Mm. just like personally are telling me that they're just as bad as each other because i don't know i feel like when you have because mm-hmm. yeah. it's his best friend and josh is this guy who's stranger, stealing his girlfriend I'm not saying doing bad things to stranger is not as bad but doing something doing mm-hmm. uh, doing like something that's hurtful even to a lesser degree to someone though that you love and then you care about and that you actually have like a relationship with i think is just as it's, it's just as bad it's comparably like worse Mm-hmm. Well, that that's that's because you know when when you're in a friendship with someone, it's kind of like it is a social agreement. Like it's an unspoken agreement that's like, hey, I like you as a person, and I would like to like continue to have you in my life. But like when you're constantly like his actions say something different. When he he's hurting people, he's just like, I don't want you in my life, and that's what I'm doing. And so, like, it's sort of, like, incommersible where he's, like, oh, I want you in my life, but I'm Mm -hmm. also going to treat you like shit. So, it's, like, his actions are not matching up with his his social agreement. Like, he's breaking the contract of friendship. Yeah. And that's why I feel like it's it's as egregious. So even though it is to a lesser degree, it's comparable to someone like a stranger. Like doing something bad to a stranger is almost as bad as doing something slightly bad to a yeah, really good yeah, friend. Exactly. That was um, the um, same point that I was trying to make. Alrighty. Um, how about we move on from Tony to uh, Cassie? Honestly, Cass- I can't with Cassie. She, uh, <laughs> Cassie, she just became, like, more and more, like, frustrating. Like, a very frustrating character and, like, mm-hmm. least mm-hmm. likable. Like, at the end, I hated her the most. <laughs> more than Sketch. <laughs> yeah, no. I hate Cassie. And you know what? I've always hated Cassie and I knew why. But then, like, when we started rewatching it, I was like, oh, Cassie's, she's all right. She's not that bad. And now I'm like, nah, Cassie sucks. Yeah, I hate Cassie. No. For context, everyone, um, Cassie is another one of their friends. Uh, she was introduced in season one um, as a girl who with an eating disorder. And she had a thing with Sid for a long time. But then... Um, they broke up because of a misunderstanding and like this drama honestly this whole show is just drama but yeah Cassie and Sid used to be a thing Tony and Michelle used to be a thing and then everything got fucked up and also Cassie (laughs) did commit suicide because of Sid like halfway through season one yeah she tried yeah she's very um, her emotions are tied to other people. And that's kind of what I don't like about her. Yeah, I, I I, hated the whole part of her, like, trying to kill herself. And then everyone just sort of, even herself, like, blames it on Sid afterwards. And I'm just like, that's not a burden that you should put mm-hmm. on another person. It's your own mental health. That is true. Um, so what, what would you say as to Kathy's... <laughs> And Kathy. Who the fuck is Kathy? Cassie's morals. What do you think was... Okay, can I start with this one, actually? So, the thing that Cassie did that made me so mad at her was throwing that party at Chris's house. Oh, my God. Like, Chris took her in. He gave her shelter. He let her stay with him in this tiny-ass, nasty-ass little apartment. And, um, like, uh, Chris gets into trouble with Angie viewers you don't have to listeners don't worry about who angie is but he gets into trouble with one of his exes and he doesn't even do anything and cassie just butts into that relationship and like she throws a huge party at this house where they're not supposed to be in um they're like squatting without the owner knowing and she gets chris fired from his job and kicked out of his flat and like the whole reason why was just because she was mad. Chris and another character, Jao, had a good relationship. At least in my point of view, that's why she did it. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you on that one. That was probably 
Uh, I, I feel like it's because her, like, the part of her blaming her issues on Sid, it wasn't just, like, a one-time thing. It was sort of, like, continuous, even through the second season when she mm-hmm. was wilding out, you know, because Mich- Michelle and Sid um, cheated on her, technically. Um, mm-hmm. She was still, like, blaming mm-hmm. a lot of her actions on that. And I'm just like, that's not right. But, yeah, that was, like, I think... I agree, like, her throwing that party at Chris's place and having Chris kicked out after and fired from his job was probably, like, mm-hmm. the one the like, single up. biggest thing that she did. Yeah. Or the, yeah, the worst single thing that she did. I just, I don't know. I, and I think, so, um, the actor, Cassie, I don't know who, like, what her name is. Hannah Murray, that's her name. Hannah Murray is also, um... What's uh, Sam's wife on Game of Thrones? What's her name? Gidley. Do you remember? Gilly. There Gilly. We go. Gilly. Yeah. So she's Gilly. And um, I watched Game of Thrones after I watched Skins. So the whole show, I was like, <laughs> I fucking hate Gilly. I don't know why. Probably just some like residual trauma from Cassie. But I hate I love this Gilly, though. Yeah. Really? That's because you probably you didn't know her as Cassie from like... Right. When you Which saw I'm thankful it. for that <laughs> you had like yeah, a clean slate. Yeah, you had a clean slate. Yeah, and she has the audacity to run to New York after Chris dies. I'm like, if there was someone who had to run away to yeah. New York, it's Jal, girl. Yeah. Okay, can we talk about Jal before Michelle? I feel like okay. Michelle is like. We, whatever, we should talk honestly. about Jal because I feel like it's a very present issue in our society, um, especially with the Kimye drama. Dude, I was on Twitter. Dude, I was so, like, when I first saw it, I was so mad that Jal was the one that got pregnant. Because I was like, really? Really? Jal? The girl who has been, like, youngest musician of the year, like, top of her class. Literally, she's the one that gets pregnant. Not Michelle. <laughs> not Cassie. Not Sketch. Only Jal. I was so mad. But, um, yeah, you tell me wh- how this relates to oh, Kim Ye. I don't know if you've been aware, girl, but... Um... Well, you know this part that Kanye has been running for president and on one of his rallies, mm-hmm. I think in South Carolina, he was like, oh, me and Kim almost aborted our first child, North, who was not oh, seven, right? Yes. That was like a whole issue. Yes. It's a private matter. You shouldn't like discuss that. Yeah. So, and okay. So to our viewers, if it's not clear yet, Jal was pregnant by Chris and she had an abortion. So that's the issue. Is that the issue mm-hmm. that we're going to... I feel like that was the most, like, dramatic moment for her anyway, so... It's not like we had another... Yeah. I didn't I didn't get to this part this... um I didn't get to this part this time around, but I sort of... I vaguely remember that that happened. Um, this, was this before or I'm after Chris sure died? I'm pretty sure it's... <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's after, because um, on the day of Chris's funeral... Mm-hmm. Um, Michelle was trying to comfort her and like she just blurted out like out of the blue she said I had the abortion already and then Michelle was like oh you should have told me I would have done with you and I oh. think yeah I think she didn't want to do it without telling Chris first but then she did tell Chris and it was a whole thing and Chris then he said. died shortly after and how did he die can you yeah so me? him and Cassie were um smoking like a joint a spliff as they call it in the UK. Um, mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. um, and then I think they, they sort of foreshadowed it in the beginning of the episode because he asked for a spliff and Cassie was like, Chris, like the doctor said you can't like smoke um, a spliff anymore. And he's like, uh, if you, I'll be fine. You know, I just went through like an open brain like surgery and whatnot. Like I'll be fine with like a little drug here and there. But yeah, so they were smoking and then, mm-hmm. Cassie, so Cassie, like, shoplifts this, like, um, shirt for him, and he gives it, she gives it to him as a gift, and he's like, oh, this is so cool, like, I can't wait to see, uh, no, I can't wait to show, and then he forgets Jal's name, was his girlfriend, by the way, dear listeners, and he's like, what's my girlfriend's name again, and I knew, I knew then and there that he was having an aneurysm, because he couldn't think, and then he started shaking, and then he fell on Cassie's bed, and then he just started like convulsing and then Cassie 
the dumb bitch couldn't find her phone. She was like rummaging, <laughs> rummaging through her big ass tote bag. I was like, oh my god! And she's like, someone help! Someone help! Like he's like something's happening to him. And then she comes back into the room, and he's like bleeding out of his nose, out of his mouth, out of his ear. Like he's having oh like my a god, big no. hemorrhage in his brain, and oh just god. like. Cassie, like, sort of, like, picks him up from the bed, and then he's like, oh, I got it. Like, I got her name. It's Jal. And then he dies. Oh, and that's so yeah. sad. And oh, then Cassie so could not. That is admittedly very traumatic, and she knew that Chris already died, so she, like, packed up her bags and flew to New York. Oh. I wonder what the gang thought of that. Like, did they know um, that he died with Cassie, or did she just, like, and split before they even... They- Got the chance they, to they realize. Know, they know um, that he died with Cassie, and they knew that Cassie ran off to New York. Because um, at the end of the, the second season, Tony and Michelle drop Sid off to the mm-hmm. airport so we can go after Cassie um, to New York. They got him a ticket. But- oh, my God. Oh, yes. Yeah. I remember. Yes. I don't think I anyone remember that. Cassie. Do you think? It was just, you know, they kind of saw it coming. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, obviously. Do you think that Sid and Cassie still belong together after all <sighs> Honestly, that? Honestly, no. I just think she was just too, I just felt like she was too unstable for him my opinion you know she was just mm-hmm. too obsessed with him and that's a thing like she she loved him so much to the point that he would kill herself but also he couldn't just let go like he couldn't forgive him for what he did and mm-hmm. that was just always mm-hmm. like a conflicting um part of her that's caused a lot of problems and she could forgive Sid but she couldn't forgive Michelle like what girl what well yeah but like if you if you track it back to season one, so for viewers, so Tony and Michelle were boyfriend and girlfriend, and Sid and Cassie became boyfriend and girlfriend. But Sid had a huge crush on her. Michelle, and the way yeah he was in love with Michelle, and Cassie knew this always, and she was always trying to prove herself better than Michelle. And so when um so then Cassie at the end of season one had to go to Scotland for some random ass reason i don't know why they just did that but in season two they got into a fight because of the long distance and when cassie came back to surprise sid he was in his bedroom making out with michelle so there has always been this sort of like square dance between tony michelle cassie and sid that's like like it's like a chess game where you do like you take one but then the other goes with it like you really it's just like an inter interlinked network of toxicity mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah like i feel like sid and tony don't have a great friendship they do at the end i guess but cassie and michelle have always just been vying yeah. for each other whether it be through <laughs> do sid you or think tony. though do you think that sid actually okay actually i think he did like he did some part of him actually loved cassie but do you think her committing suicide because of him played a really big part in him sort of like i don't know if it like catalyzed his emotions for her or what but you know just sort of like cornered him into that okay like now you love cassie Mm, i feel like um i feel like it was definitely like a catalyst moment also um he had He's just so clueless, you know? Sid is one of those characters that's just like, oh, <laughs> what? what's going yeah. on? Like, <laughs> so um, it, it took it took until Jal being like, don't you realize that she has a crush on you? Yeah, and, you know, I, uh, and, okay, so Cassie tried to commit suicide, and then Jal told Sid that she has a crush on him. And I guess by that, like, it, it catalyzed his feelings for Cassie. But at the same time, if I hear someone has a crush on me, and, like, they're sort of attractive i'd be like oh okay i have a crush on you too like they don't have to like go to that extent in order for me to be like not even like okay like you know when your friend has a crush on someone and you're like huh they are kind of (laughs) cute now that i think about it you are talking you are talking to the queen of that (laughs) i i am the ceo of this company (laughs) ceo of huh he is kind of cute 
It's kind of cute. So, hey, and if we're friends listening right now, don't tell us your crushes because we will have a crush on them too. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I uh, and I would like to apologize for all of the friends who I have crushed <laughs> on your crush. Honestly, thank you for telling me, but at the same time, I'm really sorry. <laughs> um. Okay, so let's let's move on yeah, from the Tony, Cassie, the Michelle, Sid quadrant. Yeah, let's let's talk about Anwar and Maxi and that friendship. I feel like I feel like they're my favorite friendship, but also at the same time they yeah, really have their own I, problems. I do have a lot to say to that. And I feel like with Anwar, I feel like they just they just didn't give him or like the script writers, you know, the show creators, they just didn't give him like mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. much substance, as much substance development as they did with the others cuz I do I have like I feel like Maxi is a, such a good friend to Anwar than Anwar is to Maxi. Like a hundred times Maxie. better. Yeah. No. Anwar is a yeah. shitty friend. Period. Yeah. And it- <laughs> I um so um I remember on um when it was Anwar's birthday and Maxi literally waited outside like the entire time for Anwar to tell his parents mm-hmm. that Maxi was gay. And honestly, like, Maxi is just, like, he's just a pure soul. And he's just so beautiful. And, like, he's so nice. Like, I don't know. I feel like his... Okay, so of all the people, I think Maxi's my favorite. Because he's never problematic. Like, the only thing that's problematic is just he wants to quit school to dance. And that's just his, his biggest goal in life. What else, like, can you blame him for? Yeah. He's just... I love Maxi. He's an angel. I, I had a crush on him the entire second season. Um... But yeah, yes. like, okay, so with Anwar, he never, you know, when he sort of like, um, I don't want to say this on, but he was like, to Maxi, like, being gay is wrong. Like, it's what my religion mm-hmm, says. It's mm-hmm. just wrong. It's unnatural. He never mm-hmm. really took that back, you know, or I feel like, or apologized for that. Sorry. And Maxi just sort of like, just went along with it just because they've been friends forever. Even... On like that mm-hmm. on Anwar's birthday party when Maxi was like, I'm not gonna go to your birthday party until you tell me that uh, you tell your parents that I'm gay. Anwar doesn't really do it until he's being like backed into a corner, you know, and like leaving him no choice but to actually mm-hmm. um tell his dad. Yeah, and even tell- his dad was so yeah. understanding about it. And we're just I know he couldn't say shit like. And, you know, Maxi was totally right about Anwar being so hypocritical, where he was like, he was like, you tell me being gay is wrong, but you'll eat drugs out of yeah. Sid's ass. And I was like, I couldn't stop laughing. So, okay, a little, <laughs> a little context for our listeners. Um, there, there is an episode where the, the whole school, oh, not the whole school, but the, all of them go to Russia for like a, a history field trip. Dude, that episode was like a yeah. fever dream. Like I would remember, I would remember like bits from that episode, but I would never tell which show it was. Like what was that show where they went to Russia and he fell in love with a girl from across the mm-hmm. like from across the street or whatever? Like it was just a fever dream and I would remember bits and pieces, but when I actually saw the whole thing, it was so funny and so sad at the same time. Um where was I going with um, this? Anwar. Oh, being hypocritical. Oh, hypocritical. Yeah. Yeah. And so Sid decides to uh, bring in some spliff to Russia. And the only way he can get it through airport security is up his butt. And so um, when Anwar was like, oh, being gay is against my religion. I, I, I don't like that. And Maxi was like, but you'll literally smoke a spliff up someone's butt and tell me that what I'm doing is wrong like that's sort of hypocritical isn't it and it totally was but honestly girl I feel like that wasn't even the worst thing Anwar did to Maxi I think dating his stalker is the number one like number one bad thing that Anwar did to Maxi oh yeah dating um sketch yeah yeah so sketch Sketch is um, Maxi. So Maxi's gay, but um, Sketch is a girl who lives across the street from him, and she is obsessed with Maxi. She takes photos of him. She breaks into his house, um, and then she gets caught. And then 
she was like, oh, I don't have feelings for Maxi anymore. I want to do it with Anwar. And then she literally turns Anwar into Maxi. Like, she changes the way he dresses. She changes his hair. She <gasps> dyes it blonde. And when they finally look in the mirror, they're just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> with Fudden men- mention, Anwar is like a brown, like, person of color yeah he's a muslim yeah. boy he's from he's from pakistan and muslim uh, and and uh maxi is anyway, like yeah, so white just imagine anwar with like blonde hair but no yeah and this girl was crazy she was crazy i was scared of her i was genuinely she was cray, scared cray. of her right, i was, I was like, scared of her too Oh my, she's very manipulative and good yeah, at manipulating people. Oh my people. god, Lord, please, like, don't hurt Maxi. If you do something to Maxi, I swear, it's over for the series. <laughs> and you know, we finished it just on time because they're removing um, skins on from Netflix on August two. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. What? When Are I you kidding me? It, like, no. At the top, so sorry, listeners. <laughs> if this, you know, piqued your interest into watching skins. You have to watch it yeah what okay i don't know if you um saw at the end but so this is how skins worked there's two volumes for each class so this volume was like tony cassie like all of these people the next volume was um effie and her class and then the third one was like my favorite cast and it was completely brand new and oh my god that sucks yeah. i didn't know they were it's probably gonna move Netflix. to a different like streaming set, and then, and then, um but mm-hmm. yeah we'll, I'll, I'll just but then um where else to um, oh, go ahead watch skins from now on if you look at the last season, it's actually um, m- mm-hmm. sort of like a movie, like a flashback movie. So the first two episodes is about Effie in the future. The second two is about Cassie in the future. And then the third two are my favorite character, Cook. Um, I am in love with that guy. Honestly, I am so in love with James Cook. And I'm really sad that you can't see his yeah, season. I, yeah, I could probably binge it. Yeah, before August 2nd. Yeah, it's on here. Girl, that is that is three days. <laughs> I mean, it's it's doable. No, I won't do it. I won't do that to myself. Honestly, okay, girl, don't do it. It's <laughs> not worth it. Umbrella Academy, which is super good, um, and I'm very invested in it. So yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think. Yeah, it'll probably just move to another site like Hulu. I have Hulu, so don't don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, okay, so we kind of uh, we kind of went off track a little bit, yeah. which is fine. But going back to your question about Tony and um, talking about if someone loses their memory or gets into an accident or has a disability after being a shitty person, do we still hold them responsible? And um, my answer to that is kind of that is uh, i feel like it's a very uh, a vague blanket statement to mm-hmm. say yes or no cuz then you can sort of like be like oh okay so the most severe case is let's say tony you get hit by a bus you don't remember anything and your personality right. changes forever and you become a nicer person from that like do we still hold you to your shitty tendencies and then you can kind of like go down the line and like on another side of the spectrum is like oh, you get drunk one night and then you black out and then you become a really shitty person and then the next day you don't remember what happened. Do we still hold you to what you did last night even though like you didn't encode what you were doing into your memory bank? Is it still, are you still blameworthy? And then kind of like somewhere, like all the gray areas in between that. So I don't know. It really depends. I feel like you can't just say yes or no to that. that. That's true. It's probably going to have to be like a case my case kind of thing um with tony for sure um i think he very much redeemed himself um yeah i think really if i were you know one of tony's friends like not just not just like like a an observer looking from the outside in i would if i did share that bond with tony i could look past um Mm -hmm. what he's done and move forward even if I was Michelle, I could look past it and just move forward. So going down our our list of characters 
And um, we have Tony, we have Cassie, we have Michelle, we have Sid, Zhao, yeah. Chris, Anwar, and Maxie. Um, I guess we could sort of talk about have they redeemed themselves? Like, have they grown? Have they, yeah. you know, like, ha- has their character been different from yeah. where they started? And I, I kind of want to get your thoughts Michelle on that. a lot, huh? She kind of did, like, things here and there. Nothing too shitty, but also no. nothing, nothing, like, super, like, angelic yeah. and whatnot. Um. Yeah, Michelle is just like she's just caught in the middle most times. She's just yeah. She like she, uh, Tony was an asshole to her, so she went to Sid, and then like, and then Tony came back, and he was a different person. Like Michelle never really, she never really does things on her own. She, it like it's kind of like a passive character where things are happening right, to her. Right. Okay, okay. So should we just also just like like go down our list of characters and we're like have they grown have they not yeah. okay this is the the sam and carmel verdict mm-hmm. tony grown okay yes i agree um who's next sid Ugh, hard to say yes i would say yes just because of all the things that he had to go through the entire two seasons mm-hmm. he went through shit i would say yeah i would say that um him going to new york to chase cassie is a sign of growth because he's just like he's not being like i I don't know what i want in my life you know like he's going to a different country to pursue the girl he loves or whatever so i would say he he grew too you know it was again it was still something that uh, tony nudged him like you know he needed a little push to do it but Mm -hmm. no yeah, yeah, I was just about to say, yeah. like, I feel like for both Michelle and Sid, they were really, they were so codependent on Tony. But I think at the end of the second season, both of them showed that, you know, they're not exactly the same codependent friend that they were. Like, Michelle was willing to go to a different college that was 600 miles away from Tony, even though she was madly mm-hmm. in love with him. And then Sid, yeah, left for New York to find Cassie, like, without Tony. Mm-hmm. well yeah um alrighty then i guess we should well i guess is i think michelle she has redeemed herself like you said um by leaving even though like uh, not staying with tony yeah. because she could and leaving to follow her own dreams right. and her own wishes instead so i would definitely give her give, give her, her the seal, seal of approval oh also you know how she always hates her mom's um husband's yeah, oh, um, husbands. And yeah. you remember she had like her mom's latest husband also has a daughter, so she has a stepsister. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were kind of like Scarlet, butting heads yeah. in the beginning, but you know, at the end of it, I feel like there was some mm-hmm. form of acceptance from Michelle. Like she finally opened up to like a new mm-hmm. family. Yeah, which I think Scarlet. also is you know growth mm-hmm. for Michelle. Oh, actually, girl, the fact that she did not get back with Tony at the end of season one was a lot of growth on her part. I was like, yes, yes. queen. Leave yes, his I ass. agree. I agree. <laughs> um, alrighty then. I guess Cassie's next. Do you think Cassie has redeemed herself from I feel like Cassie started so low. She started so low that the bar is just like, yeah, whatever. But, like, no. yeah, sure. <laughs> does, she, does she end up killing herself? No? Okay, she's improved. I feel like even though Cassie's bar started so low. It's like, you know, peak rock bottom, Cassie. Like, <laughs> she's even lower. <laughs> like, you know, this depth that we've never even heard of. I was just, she she was going oh through my it, God. you know. She, that was, like, I feel like the worst for her, like, mentally. Because <laughs> um, she mm. did, she got better when she was at Scotland. Yeah. And then her life. Honestly, maybe it's a town. Yeah, don't go, don't go to Bristol. That's what, that's where they're from, right? Honestly. But. Oh, I think so. Just live in Scotland oh, actually, for the rest girl, of your life. I, I, I want to ask you this question. So at the end of Cassie's episode for a second season, okay. she meets this random New Yorker who was her server at a, like a place that sells chili. And he's like, hey, you need a place to stay in? And she was like, sure. And I'm, I was so sure she was going to get traffic, you know, but. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> he was, God. He, was, he turned out to be a good guy, but he had like a bunch of photographs of this his apparent ex-girlfriend who was now quote unquote gone and the last scene i remember was that 
um cassie turns like she has a lot of he has a lot of her portraits like facing the wall so she she turns them she turns them so that you can see the portraits and then she tells the she tells the mm-hmm. girl in the picture like oh don't worry i won't touch your i won't touch your boyfriend like i won't sleep with him and then she lays lays in the bed mm-hmm. like next to him and then he wakes up the oh no 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 she wakes up the next day she wakes up the next day and then he like left her a note with an apple saying that he's gone to like take a couple like snapshots or whatever because he was like a photographer and she just she takes a bite of the apple and just breaks <laughs> down oh and she also noticed that he turned back the portraits like back to like facing the wall so and she just breaks Ooh, down and then the next scene is her running through like new york like in the streets like i i have been thinking about that scene for a long time <laughs> I don't know what to make of it. Why? Like, why? Why does Cassie turn the portraits so that, she, like, you know, the picture is facing you? And then why is it that when she wakes up, he turned them back to be facing the wall? And why does he leave? Why does he give her an apple? And why does she bite the apple and just breaks down? Like, what is... I'm pretty sure, you know, this is skins we're talking about. There is... There's some, mm-hmm, yeah, there's mm-hmm, some symbolic meaning behind that. Well, here here's my interpretation. Um, I guess she turns around the picture so she can remind herself that, like, this is a person who has been loved or whatever. And she did make that promise to the lady, like, oh, I'm not going to sleep with your boyfriend. So maybe she turns it around to remind Mm -hmm. her of that promise. And when he wakes up, he sees that. And, like, every time he sees the lady's portrait, it, it hurts him. So he turns it back around. And I feel like the apple... Just means New York, like big, oh here, here's an apple. apple. Welcome to New York. <laughs> <laughs> and so when she bites it, she's accepting that she's in New York, and she breaks down because she does. She's like, "What the fuck am I doing in New York?" <laughs> and then runs through the town trying yeah, to figure maybe, that answer maybe, out. You know, she was probably like in so much shock after Chris's death that she was just like, "Uh." Mm-hmm. It's a rash yeah. decision. And why are taxi drivers so nicer? Why? I know. They give her free I know. Rides, free Those are her best and friends. Free lunches. Yeah. And free food. I wanna. <laughs> no, never. What kind of New York City driver like is that? that? This is why Skins is a fictional story. <laughs> no, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Not because children getting hit by buses, but children getting yeah. free rides. On the and free outside, food I feel like it's just a stupid teen show, you know, with like stupid teen drama, but it does. It, it is mm-hmm. very it's deep. very deep it goes through like a lot of issues um yeah and i hope well i'm honestly sad that it's going off netflix i think what i'm gonna do for the next few days uh-huh. is just watch the movies because i actually haven't seen the movies i've only seen the the series itself and oh my god honestly i'm really sad you don't get to watch <laughs> the third cohort or the third cast because because like uh, one of like one of the couples are just like my favorite couple ever in the history of tv but oh yeah i'm sad yeah, too sad. i want to see how much um the culture you know the trends have changed because watching skins season one and season two i was just mm-hmm. cringing like oh my gosh. everything they wore they said <laughs> Their phones. Their phones. Oh they had flip God. phones. Yeah, it was. It's really horrible. funny. But yeah, I think the third the third cohort has like also like a more visually a like aesthetically pleasing set because you know like more more money and it's like uh, longer in time. I guess it's further in time, so they have like better technology. But yeah, it's it's like stunning, like visually stunning. Like there's an episode where they go to Morocco Ooh, and that was just like absolutely yeah. wonderful. Awesome. Yeah. Alrighty, uh let's let us let us keep going down our list. Um just like Jal, Chris. Yeah. Chris one hundred percent. Like he has like I he's just a turnaround. I mean he I just died, love you him guys. so much. He redeemed himself, okay. Yeah, you 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 <laughs> You can't really go anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. you died. That's cool. And I think Jal, Jal has definitely grown because of Chris and their relationship. And I'm really glad that she started saying yes to things, even though yes, that got her in some trouble. I honestly, Sammy, I know you were like, oh, why Why was Jal the person who became pregnant? Like, not Michelle, not Cassie, who, like, mm-hmm. slept around way mm-hmm. more than Jal. Honestly, I, I, I think 
Also, Jal is the only black girl on oh, the yeah, show. That, uh, that's true. That's also why in I that, made him mad. In that context, it is kind of problematic. Yeah, I, I can see why. But mm. I actually like that she was the one who had to go through that because she was the most, I feel like, innocent female character, you know? She was the most restricted. Like, she yeah, restricted she herself like a lot. Yeah, and so for her to go through that really, I feel like, catalyzed her growth. Like, I feel like if that happened to Michelle, she wouldn't have been bad an eye, like, letting go of the baby, mm-hmm, you know? But, mm-hmm. yeah, She's but like, with oh, Jal, yeah. it's such, like, it's such a conflict, you know? Like, she told her family, and mm-hmm. then, you know, she tried telling Chris, and then still, like, at the end of the day, like, she had to make that decision for herself, even though everyone else was sort of, like, telling her what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I I like your take on that. Um, Anwar, yeah. I feel like the last episode, like I feel like the last episode is where he finally wakes up. Anwar really <laughs> reminds me of my brother, where he's just like he just goes yeah. through life, you know, just like chilling most of the time, and then like he has some conflicts, but like he really doesn't, like he doesn't overthink like me and you do, but like. That also gets him into some trouble. He doesn't think unless he yeah. has to. That story, Sammy, that comparison, and we're like, I'm like, hmm, should we be worried? Yeah. But no, yeah, I, I. Well, no, my brother is like a 2020 Anwar. Like he has, he has the opinions of a Gen Z. I don't think he's homophobic. He okay. watches Queer Eye with me, but um, just, just like, just like yeah. the mannerisms of being like very, very not innocent, but like very happy-go-lucky, like, just, just, like, carefree with life. No, yeah, um, yeah, I feel like Anwar is not really his fault, I feel like there were just too many characters on the show, and the writers, they really scrambled to, like, fit everyone in, you know, and Anwar just sadly Mm -hmm. didn't get his, like, yeah. His, His shine. Yeah. And then finally, we have Maxi, and I don't think Maxi redeems himself because he's just the yeah, best from the start. Like I don't know yeah, what he needs to redeem himself I from. Agree. You know, like he, it's not like you know he was at a low, and then he yeah, except for that part when he wanted to quit school and go to go dance in London. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's not even bad. Do dance, that's not bad at all. Also. Also, I really like Maxie's oh dog. God, Taz. <laughs> so that's a I plus. Love Taz. We yeah. love dogs. We love all dogs and movies. We love all dogs. Yes. Uh, well, I guess this has been, I mean, this is our second episode, but this has been like a really niche topic. But <laughs> if, if everyone was able to follow along, this was a really interesting <laughs> conversation. Um. Sorry, you can't watch Skins anymore. We just learned that it's yeah. dis- disqualified, uh, discontinued. So <laughs> thanks for listening to our ramblings about a random oh, show yeah, you've never sorry, seen. Guys. But hey, I feel like this is more of a thing for you and me, Sammy, you know, because it's the show that we watch together. Definitely, and definitely. Like, and then I love it. We, yeah. both of us, are able to see the multiple layers that are in the show. It's like, you know, I feel like it would be the mm-hmm. same as if we were talking about a book or like, I don't know. Oh, we know it's, it's the yes. same thing, yes. you guys. It's the same. Yeah. Also, we had one viewer last time, so I don't know who I'm talking to. I'm like, um, viewers, just in case you don't know. We should, we should check it again. <laughs> Maybe from like five years. Okay, actually, I'm not sure. You should, should what? Check it again because I think we're supposed to have more than one. Oh, but okay. Anyway, if okay, you guys listen this far, also Spotify doesn't count a view unless you listen through the whole podcast. So there's that. Mm, yeah. That's smart. Well, um, oh, eleven oh people God. have listened to it. We are so popular. Wow. <laughs> eleven people eleven people listen to the trailer and eleven people oh listen to the podcast. So I hope I hope this episode didn't turn you off. Uh, I'll probably do like a little <laughs> disclaimer in the beginning so that we, you guys know what you're into. But um, thank you thank for you thank you for so listening to us. Listening. We appreciate oh, actually, all eleven of did, you. We did get a lot of re- um, requests for um, guests. They want to guest at our podcast. That's mm-hmm. interesting. 
Yeah, my brother. So my brother wants to do it. Sulani wants to do it. Our friend Kristen wants to do it. Your sister Kat wants to do it. We should do like um like a uh-huh. wait list, you know, like a like a a guest list or something. But I'm 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 really excited to have more people on our show, so that it's not just us talking, you know. Yeah, and Kat. <laughs> Even though I love I love doing Kat that. actually um picked like sort of like a topic that she wanted to speak on which was like oh okay um what is something it about like relationships um she she's she named like a couple more like i'm down really specific ones but um i think it would mm-hmm. be good to explore like also relationships one day and because she's doing an internship right now at johns hopkins and mm-hmm. she did like a presentation Ooh. on i think like um uh don't quote me on this but i think it was on domestic abuse something sexual violence that that area okay oh that's that's rough but um yeah so uh, if you're if you're still listening that might be a future episode that might be coming up soon and um just to let you know we're going to be doing an episode next week um called trust the process um and it's about process philosophy which we kind of touched on today with tony and thinking about like change as a fundamental part of reality rather than a byproduct of it um i'm very excited to be talking to you and possibly another guest we'll have to see but yeah that's that that will be an exciting thing and we're we're coming up on time, so I guess this, we should say our goodbyes, right, Carmel. Bye, you guys. Bye to our eleven <laughs> listeners, our eleven, our 11 fans. fans. Thank you. We, we love, love you. <laughs> see you next time. I we'll All see right. you next time. Bye.